This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets, Episode 5. I wanted to throw out a new term for all you stat heads out there. The perfect career high. That's when your career high is exactly double your highest season average. So, Wilt is obviously the prototype of this idea, averaging 50 points per game in his peak season and scoring his career and NBA high of exactly double that, 100. Dwight Howard did it too. Highest season average, 23. Career high, 46. Wait a minute. Is this formula universal? It is not. Kobe outperformed his perfect career high, which kind of makes sense if you think about it. With his highest season of 35 points per game, his career high just needed to be 70, and he did that with a few minutes to spare in his memorable 81-point effort. Michael Jordan fell short, mostly because his season-high points per game average came in at a whopping 37. Jesus. His perfect career high would have been 74, and he could only muster 69. What kind of goat is he? Iverson, Harden, and Shaq are all very similarly, mostly perfect in their own special ways. Their best season highs are around 30, and career highs are either 60 or 61. Good work, guys. Steph Curry also has a 30-point-per-game season under his belt, but his career high is a measly 54. Maybe Clay is the better player. Durant averaged 32 one season in OKC, and his career high is also only 54. Is this the least perfect career high of all time? You'll have to ask somebody smarter than me. What about the most impressive efforts? Mo Williams had a perfect career high and a half. Highest season was 17, and the dude scored 52 in a game. Corey Brewer almost had a double perfect career high. His best season was 13, and his career high fell one short of the double perfect 52. The best efforts I could find was Tony Delk, whose best season weighed in at 12 points per game and dropped a 53 spot in 2001, and your boy Terrence Ross, whose best season average was 11 points per game and scored 51 for some reason four years ago against the Clips. What do you think? Hit me with some good ratios on Twitter, perfect or otherwise. I love me some numbers. Speaking of numbers, my guest today is another NBA math geek like me. He's a comedy writer, director, actor, and Con Gold Lion Trophy winner. Welcome to Buckets, my personal trainer and personal friend, Billy Scafuri. You getting bucket buckets. How's it going? I mean, the shortest theme song. <laughs> we love it so much. You know it right away. As soon as when I listened to the Ben Schwartz episode, yeah. you were like, here's the theme song. And as soon as I heard the John Tesh song, that song that we all know, NBA yeah. and NBC. Yeah. I was like, okay, we know this song. It's going to be like two minutes of this, really? And right. when it was about 1.5 seconds, I was like, smart play, smart play. I love when the accidental smart thing is also legal. So like, it's like, you can't use a lot of it. So I'm like, that's great. It forces me to use a, a hilariously short amount of it. You did it as a workaround. No, well. Like, I mean, like, is it legal to use one and a half seconds of I think licensed it's, music? It feels more legal. You know what <laughs> okay, I mean? Okay, got it. Because it's like, it's just a second. It literally is just a second. You went from it being legal to yeah. it being, it feels more legal. legal right. So you're really backstabbing. <laughs> you will be representing yourself in this case. <laughs> Sir, hey, if I can represent myself against John frickin' Tesh. Right. <laughs> Round ball rock. I don't put it past you to stitch together 1.5 seconds of all sorts of songs to create your own pop song just so that you could bring it to court and yeah. see if you would win that. Well, a patchwork pop song. My, It felt like a temporary one for the first one, but then it felt so good that I'm still using it. <laughs> Maybe what I can change is the quote after. Oh. So like, did it, did it, did it, and then some other bucket Some reference? other audio bucket reference. I heard one on the Zach Lowe podcast today. I'm like, ooh, I can grab that one and Got put it in. It. 
I think shows like The Daily Show and uh, John Oliver, the way that they source all of that news information is yeah. that they have a piece of technology where they go through all of the news stories and just type in keywords or inputs to see if they can reverse And it's transcribed. Things. Exactly. Wow. So for you, you need that piece of software. Or if one of your listeners <laughs> is listening and works in some sort of local news department, yeah. look up the word buckets in all of pop culture and send Amir or That's this website. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I need, and, it, and it archives every single piece of news or content, That's blog, blog, podcast, yeah. teleconference, teleplay. Buckets, buckets. <laughs> play, play by play. Into it. Uh, all right. Let's start with a warm-up. Okay. I've been liking these warm-ups just to get our brain onto basketball. Okay. The category today is NBA players who played their college ball in California, not Perfect. Los Angeles, mm-hmm. not up north, Got it. down south. We can go San Diego. We can go University of the Pacific. Got anywhere it. in between high and low, as long as they played one year, okay. at least one year of college ball in California. Let's hear them. Okay. I'm yeah. from New York. Where are you from? I'm from California. Okay. So okay. someone has the edge here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You want to go Hofstra alums? Uh, no, we'll go California. <laughs> Slightly bigger. Uh, who goes first? You can go first. Toby Bailey. That's great. So as long as we're staying at UCLA, I'll go Ty Zedney. God damn it. This is the only team I know. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll stay away from that. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Force me to, force me to think outside the box. I'll say DeMar DeRozan. Great. Uh, Harold Miner. Holy shit. Where did he play? Baby Jordan played at USC. Of course he did. Uh, Charles O'Bannon. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll leave you the other one, and I'll go Jason Kidd. Okay, got a, it. A Cal Golden Bear, not unlike myself. We went north. Yep. Um, let's go, uh, Lonzo Ball. <gasps> That's great. Just there. Okay. There for the taking. Uh, and I'll, I'll switch it up a little bit and go Kawhi Leonard, who played at San Diego State. Of course he You did. don't think of him as that. I mean, it sounds like a smaller school than all the other schools. <laughs> of course he's there. Yes. Okay, great. I'll say, stick with UCLA. My brain is starting to feel the nervous pings of your running out of names. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Great job. George Cedic. Sorry I took another one from the 95 UCLA team. That's good because I was going to say Zildrunas Ilgowskis, uh-huh. but I meant, uh, George Zedek, so Great. I'm still on the board. Uh, trying to push through. Did Drew Holiday go to UCLA? He did. All the Holiday brothers did. I was just going to say Holiday, <laughs> but I decided to go harder with the Drew. Solid. J-R-U-E? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Do you remember Michael Olowa Candy? Of course we remember the Candyman. That's right. University Drafted number one by the Clippers? <laughs> that's right, for some odd reason. Right. University of the Pacific, which now that I say it out loud, I'm not 100% sure is in California, but I always just assumed it was. The Pacific. Yes. I think it's in the ocean somewhere. Yeah. Um, better career, Greg Oden or uh, Candyman? Mm, I think Greg Oden had higher highs, even though he might have played less. He played like 50 games, right? Greg Oden or Candyman? Uh, Greg Oden. Yeah. I don't think Candyman was ever, like, ever even reached uh, yeah. Greg Oden's status for the limited amount of time that he played in the NBA. Why didn't he have more pressure on him? Uh, the candy man <laughs> wasn't he number one yeah. like greg odin feels like this massive fall from grace like ryan leaf in the nfl is like yeah. what happened to him yeah candy man like did he have no expectations <laughs> no i think no one cared because he had just learned how to play basketball it felt like a reach at the time got it oh and i think you know what else it's the greg odin was chosen over kevin durant right. i don't know who went number two and same with ryan leaf and peyton manning when yeah. you're partnered with one of the superstars yeah you're like Olo going a, to be i was like is it Olo a candy or do we go yeah, i don't who know was it lorenzen right or i don't know who went Michael Oluwa Candy who went number two we'll have to do that in an act break uh, <laughs> you go because I'll look it up look that up in an act break uh, yeah. Amir I'm not gonna lie I'm straight up running out of players <gasps> um, let's go with another ball brother oh that's great uh <laughs> I mean, Even when you say another the... ball brother, you know you are at the end of the line when it comes to California references. Especially because they didn't play in the NBA. 
Are we talking NBA players? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. What well, about another Cal, is over. another Cal Golden Bear? Another Cal Golden I got Marshawn Lynch. That's great. I got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we got uh, Lamont Murray. We got uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Nice. We got Jalen Brown. Oh. If you want to go a little more recent. Yeah. Uh, all right. Game's over, but I just wanted to go over the top five picks of the 1998 NBA draft. Great. I will let you know that there were some pretty good names there. Okay. After uh, the Candyman. After the Candyman. Uh, the Vancouver Grizz, our favorite, our beloved Vancouver Grizz. Of course. Took Mike Bibby. Okay. He played great. Currently jacked Mike Bibby. That's right. <laughs> Denver Nuggets took Rafe LaFrance. Fine. Fine. At three? Great. And Kansas? Then, uh, yes, that's right. Okay. And then back-to-back, Toronto and Golden State drafted Anton Jameson and Vince Carter and traded them for each other. Who would, in retrospect, who would you take? Oh, first? Vince Carter. Vince, right? I mean. Is he still in the league? He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> is Olo a candy? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know if he made it out of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed in Radio City that night. He just kept his tuxedo on and walked home. I don't mean to uh, zig and zag too much, but I was at the draft where Kobe Bryant was drafted. 96. That was a big draft. <gasps> Iverson, Marbury. I mean... You were there. I was there. I was in New Jersey. So did the Knicks select anyone you liked and did you we cheer had three or picks. Boo? We okay. had three picks in the first, I think, 20. Yep. Again, this was one of the most stacked drafts of all time. We picked uh, Dante Jones out of Mississippi State. Remember him? Nope, you don't. Uh, Dante Jones. Right. Is that, is that the one that played LeBron for years? Mm, I don't know. I think he had a cool dunk <laughs> in like the Sweet 16, and the Knicks were like, yeah, we'll just take him. <laughs> okay. Um, then we took, uh, I believe, uh, John Wallace out of Syracuse. Yep, yep, yep. Remember him? Yeah, big John Wallace. And then we took Walter McCarty. Walter okay, Mc- big cat. Oh, so these are some names you might remember. The one thing that Walter McCarty did for us that season that yeah. was memorable, yeah. he sang the national anthem. <laughs> That was it. And it was like, everyone else's draft picks are so cool. What team has Kobe? <laughs> Our 14th pick is singing the national anthem tonight? Come on! Dunk! Drive the lane! What are you? We picked the, we picked the tenor? The Knicks drafted a tenor. At number tenor. Sure. And then we took like Nazi Mohammed later. It was just like... Another Knicks draft in the books, but that was a really stacked draft. <laughs> really, it's, particularly Steve Nash was in there. Yeah, Peja was in there. It's really hard. The Knicks avoided good players like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, dodging bullets, <laughs> dancing. Yeah, here's an opportunity. Miss no, no, it. Here's no. an opportunity. Dodge it. Kobe's dropping to thirteen. God. Uh, God, let's pull the trigger on John Wallace. Thank you. You guys should really be thanking the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> over and over and over again. Actually, that's a great segue. Okay. To what we're here to talk about. Let's do it. Um, it is the pre-preseason. There's not much news to talk about. Uh, you came up with a great idea. I wanted you on the show, waiting for a, a perfect plan, and you suggested, let's pick the greatest player at every height. <laughs> we love numbers. We love numbers. That's clearly established in your oh, monologue. You love numbers. Love it. We love the NBA. Let's just put them together. Yeah. Talk and height. We were discussing what's the spectrum we're going for. Do we go halves? Do we go holes? Do right. we start six feet? Do we go to seven? Right. I wanted to go the entire gamut. I wanted to go five foot three mm-hmm. to seven foot seven. That's so you. Yeah. <laughs> like you, there's no half stepping. If we're no. going to do it, let's just do it. And what better way to start with the only five foot three? You're talking about the Charlotte Hornets. What better way to start with me suggesting my uh, uh, best player at five foot three, Tyrone Muggsy Bogues? More than just a novelty player. Yes. So we, I, yeah. I looked up his numbers. He, he averaged a double double one year. Sure. Points and assists. Yes. And I bet he had like three or four steals that year. He's well. averaging over two steals a game. He is the all time leader, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but in minutes played, assists, steals, and something else like assists per 48. 
in Charlotte Hornets history. He was so good and so just the photos of him were so amazing. Right. Yeah, just and like was, him sorry. guarding Jordan. Like just the little guy a foot and a half shorter than Michael Jordan. His that's buddy a, that's a was Larry photo. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> they, the Hornets partnered him with the most menacing figure in the NBA at the time. It was like perfect buddy comedy. Well, perfect buddy comedy was like, I think he was drafted by the Bullets. And then remember the picture of him with Minute Bull? They Come on. We're talking about the spectrum. They both played on the same team at the same time. That is just adorable. That's, that's amazing. It's like you could stack a couple of uh, Muggsy Bogues in a trench coat, like the little rascals, and he could be Mug- Minute Bull for Halloween. Literally two and a half feet below Minute Bull. Um, he, where else did he play? He's known for Charlotte, but didn't he have other teams as well? Yeah, so he was drafted by the Bullets, straight to the Hornets. He played for the Hornets for about eight solid years. Right. And then he like bounced around Golden State. He ended up in Toronto. Right. Uh, but the Hornets is uh, what he's known for. Just the jersey, the teal jersey Iconic. with the one, yep. the Bogues, mm-hmm. the five foot three. Mm-hmm. My dad, who doesn't watch a lot of basketball, had a great nickname for him. Oh. Deodorant. You know Deodorant. why? <laughs> why? Because whenever they walked off the court, Alonzo Mourning and uh, Larry Johnson would like have him under their armpit. armpit? Like that's how short <laughs> he, he was. was. <laughs> he was in their armpit. Therefore, he was the their deodorant. deodorant. Yeah, which is a great nickname for him. It's gonna be a tough sell. <laughs> if you ever meet Muggsy Bogues, I would maybe at least like consider that story on the second date. Uh, so uh, a lot of these will be controversial, but I think there is no controversy. I don't even know if there was another five foot three player in NBA history. That's what I was going to ask you. Is uh, he the only? I believe he is the only. And five therefore foot, the shortest. He, I, he must be because five foot three is not just short in basketball world. No. Five eleven is like short in basketball world, normal in regular right. world. Totally. Five foot three is a short, short person. That's a short male. Yes. That's, that's a, a short, short male. male. So that's, <laughs> that's a short male. And Do you to know get any to the NBA <laughs> is like an achievement that like <laughs> deserves laughter and applause. Yes. And it happened 30 years ago. And I don't know if it'll ever happen again. Right. Uh, did did you ever read his book, like in the Land of Giants? I read it as a elementary school kid. No, what was the what was the Land of Giants about? It was just about how this kid who was five foot three and stopped growing became right. you know so determined yep. to make it to the NBA, yep. constantly being doubted. Went to Wake Forest. Uh, had such a great vertical leap that he talks about dunking a volleyball at one point. Every guy talks about that one day in yep. college when they dunked, dunked a volleyball. volleyball. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so it's nice to at least hear an NBA player have to say that too. But five foot three, that's really, really fucking Hell impressive. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, we're going to alternate odd and even. So right. I'll get the odds at five foot three and then you'll get the even starting at five foot four. Is there a five foot four player? So you're talking about how five foot three is kind of novelty and that there's only one. Doesn't that seem weird? Mm-hmm. Here's something weirder. Yeah. The NBA has never <laughs> employed a five foot four basketball player. Never. We've both looked. I've even put extra research in trying to find, I don't know, someone in the WNBA, someone on the N1, just if not the NBA, the best five foot four basketball player on the internet and doesn't exist, Amir. It doesn't exist. Is that odd to you? Uh, it is weird because there is a five foot three player, and there's a five foot five. No spoilers. That's right. But that exists. Yes. So why the no five four? Uh, Are you just a little too big to be the novelty small guy on the team at that point? Have you crossed that threshold? No, because my five foot fiver, I think, is still uh, a very novelty player. Okay, got it. Um, five foot four, though. Just I want everyone to soak that in one more time. This is one of the rare times where I learned something new about the NBA. Never has, has never there been a player that is five foot four <laughs> playing for an NBA team. Do you know anybody who's five foot four? Never. I've never even met someone. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe the height doesn't exist at all. 
that is not out of the realm because I can't name a five foot four human, let right. alone a basketball player. I went from five two to five five. Like I skipped the three and four. So yeah, it's like a it's like the thirteenth floor in a building. Right. Yeah, it just doesn't exist. <laughs> Superstitious wise, it doesn't exist. So five foot four, your best player is no one. Hard pass. Yep. Muggsy Bogues in extra platform shoes. Right. Uh, we're going straight to five foot five. There is a five foot five player. Five foot five. Earl Antoine Boykins. Yep. At a Eastern Michigan University. Uh, if Muggsy didn't exist, we'd be talking about Earl as the shortest, greatest basketball player ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muggsy had him beat by two inches on the short scale. Earl Boykins could ball. Yeah, he had a career. Not only did he have a great career, he had a long career, and he got better with age. He was like averaging two, three, four, five, six points per game in his first three or four seasons. And then by 2006 and seven. He was traded from Denver to Milwaukee, averaged 15 points a game. That is real scoring. 15 points a game. My question is, is there a place in the NBA for Earl Boykins if Muggsy hadn't done it first? Do you think that a team would be like, there's no sort of blueprint to say that he's going to survive in this league? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like some team took a real flyer on him. It looked like it was the New Jersey Nets, but he bounced around a lot, I think. He he must have the same type of story, too, where it's like, was the short guy on the court, never gave up, was going to prove everybody wrong. Like, I imagine everyone in the league from, like, five... Eight and lower has yeah. has to have some sort of that in there. Even of six feet and lower, like right in the NBA. That's right. Six six is average. So if you're a six footer and under, I'm looking at the six footers, Amir, and I am so excited to get to the six footers. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. Let's I, keep I'm going. not saying that I'm not excited to talk about Boykins come up. <laughs> I'm all here for Boykins come up. <laughs> when a Boykins became a mankins. <laughs> okay. Very good. good Amir. Uh, I want to get to your first pick. You haven't said anybody yet. Who's five, five foot six? Five foot six. I only have. One one, and that man is Spud Webb. No. Spud Webb, Amir. I have him as 5'7". Oh, no. <laughs> I was afraid of this. Is there a controversy? I, how tall do you think Spud Webb? Did you always know him as 5'7"? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Where did you get 5'6"? I want to say from the same... Oh, you know... We used the NBA reference guide yeah. for height, yeah. and that went to 96. Uh-huh. From there... I think I had to do my own kind of deep digging for any player that played before 96. Yeah. And I think that I might have found like another website <laughs> that just had its own info out there. Spud Webb on basketball reference oh, is no. five foot six. Okay. So we're you're, back. you're good. Okay, we're back. Okay. So my question to you, why is Spud Webb five seven to you? I don't know. I okay. always thought he was a five foot seven player that won the dunk contest. Yes. I wonder if there's some sort of discrepancy as to what his actual height is, like listed height versus real height. You know how like there are certain players that have that um, like mystique about them, how Barkley right. was listed at one and played at another. Wasn't there a Seinfeld episode about a bunch of um, shorter actors? I don't know what the appropriate phrase is, but little people. Uh, who some started using lifts in the scene with Kramer. Oh, Do you remember this? And they started right. revolting against him because he was heightening. That's right. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, appropriate for this show, but... Wikipedia has it at 5'7", so there is... I'll give you... Let's let's talk about him at 5'6 and 5'7", because okay, there great. appears to be a discrepancy. So is he a lifer, Atlanta Hawk? Did he play for anyone but the Hawks? <gasps> Let's take a look. What do you know about Spud Anthony Webb? Oh, he was on the Kings. Okay. He was on the Hawks. Okay. And then he, you know, at the end of someone's career yeah. when you're like bouncing around, you're yeah. like, oh, I guess he was on Orlando and Minnesota for like half a season. Yeah. But it's... we know him about the Hawks. Ho- we know him on the Hawks winning those dunk contests. That was it. And then we know him on the Kings. He feels somehow more novelty to me than Muggsy Bogues. Because he won the... Ex- 
Because he won the dunk contest. Yeah, I guess that's why. He did something that's even more supernatural for his height. He was so, he looked like an NBA Jam player. Like an NBA Jam when you're Isaiah Thomas and they're really, really short and mm-hmm. he can jump really, really high and mm-hmm. dunk really, really hard. Mm-hmm. He did that. There was Nintendo hockey. Did you ever play the game <laughs> hockey? You yeah, could pick a fat, super mediums. skinny, small. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he would be a small skinny. Where it's like if he bumped into Karl Malone, he's flying off the court. Yep. But he wasn't bumping into Karl Malone. He was the greatest five foot six basketball player to ever play in the NBA. Or maybe five foot seven. We'll find out. We won't know. We won't find out, as a matter of fact. We'll uh, keep Googling. But this this dude also averaged 16 points a game. I think the, the moral here is, one, if you're short, you, you're really talented because you have to overcome that. And two, right. you got an awesome nickname. That's true. Spud and Muggsy. That's true. That's, I will say that IT4 isn't exactly a great nickname. Mm. Isaiah... We're we got to save it. I'm just saying, I just want to point out, nicknames, player aside, <laughs> IT4s do nothing for Bill. Well, we might get there soon because it's back to you with 5'8", because I had Spud as my 5'7". Okay, so here's something I'm noticing on my list. This is go- not... <laughs> I don't know if I skipped over 5'8 or not. Mm-hmm. I have one name, Yep. and I am not familiar with this name, so maybe you or the listeners can fill me in. Wow. According to my notes app on my iPhone, yeah. <laughs> the greatest five foot eight basketball player of all time yeah. is Charlie Chris. Don't know him. Charlie Chris. Charlie Chris. That feel- played from 1978 to 1985. Okay, so seven years in the league? That's right. Seven le- years in the league. Played for the Hawks, and maybe he opened up the door for a Spud Web type. Okay. Played for the San Diego Clippers, which you love to see, and then retired as a Hawk. He went back. Okay. Uh, Charlie Chris. We don't know much, but we know we love you. He averaged 11 and a half points as a rookie and just went down from there. Oh, so why? He's in my notes app, folks. I'm not sure. He is five foot eight. He is five foot eight. So, so as I far as we're concerned, right. he is the best five foot eight player of all time. The question is, is, is he the only five foot eight? Because you'd have to think that there's somebody who was an all-star at five eight, someone or maybe that's, again, one of these in-between heights. That's right. In-between yeah. heights. I think everyone is kind of in-between height because, like, you know, on some days you're standing taller, on some days you're wearing socks, on some days you're wearing shoes. But I'm anywhere between 5'10 and a half to 5'11 and a half, depending on that's how true. I'm feeling that day. Yesterday at the gym, you were 6'3", and it was kind of, like, throwing me off. That was Ben. That was Ben. Yeah, you're working out with Ben. <laughs> Got it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, all right, we're starting to get into the zone where there's a little bit of competition. Yes. Now we're getting to the sweet spot, folks. For now, we sort of know who's 5'3", who's 5'5", who's 5'7". We get it. There's not a lot of competition. Right. Now we need some meat on the bones. I think we can start disagreeing here because according to me, the best 5'9", inch basketball player of all time is Isaiah Thomas, Mr. IT4. Wait. Oh, wait. Are we talking the Detroit Isaiah Thomas? No. We're talking about little Boston Celtic. Okay. Sell me on why he is the greatest 5'9 player. He, uh, I mean, it, it all I comes down to one season. Oh, yes, exactly. In 2016, 2017, he was an all-star. He averaged 29 points a game, six dimes, and two rebounds, which is really hard to do as a five-foot-nine-inch guy. For sure. He put up, like, you know, that's Kobe scoring right. in a body that's about a foot shorter than him. For one year, not yes, for a career. for one year. Yeah. And then I'm putting him up against players like Nate Robinson, who's okay. pretty fun and exciting. And Never had a year quite like Isaiah Thomas. Did. Yeah, highest peak, best player, according to me, five foot nine, Isaiah Thomas, mm. um, who's currently on the Denver Nuggets. Sure. Yeah. So that's exactly my point, <laughs> where it's like we were texting and it's like five teams in three years, uh, something like that. Yeah, on Sacramento, Phoenix, Boston, Cleveland, Lakers, Denver. Jesus. Six teams. In th- How many years is that? Like Five years. In five years. Yeah. I mean, like Shaq felt like he was getting traded around a lot and it wasn't that many teams. Mm-hmm. That many, you know, so it's weird for a former all-star and arguably the greatest 5'9 basketball player of all time. That's right. 
to be so easily just like dismissed. Yeah. Right. But there's not a lot of competition for, quote, best player of all time at 5'9". Talk to me about Charlie Chris at 5'8". <laughs> Who do we got at 5'10"? Okay, I'm going to go from my third place to my first place. Okay. Okay, I have oh, three so, players. So now we got a little win place show action. From here on out, I don't have guys like Charlie Chris. Got You're going to know these names. We got bronze, silver, and gold. Right. Me selling 5'10", I will say that the third place uh, isn't that exciting, but still solid. Yep. Brevin Knight. I like that. Brevin Knight. I like the name Brevin. I agree. Not quite Brad and not quite Kevin. Or Brandon. <laughs> There's just a Brevin about Brev. him. Brev. <laughs> um, Brevin Knight. What, can you remind another, me? Another, I believe, another California college kid. He went to Stanford. Let's use him. I, I, I reversed that and I'd like to put him in my name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Second place. Yep. We also said him, I believe. We definitely talked about his team. Not the greatest NBA career, but for me, time and place, one of my favorite college teams, point guard Tyus Edney. Love Tyus. 5'10". Coast to coast against Mizzou. Yes. The Elite Eight. The, the layup from the hip. Oh, the goat. Got it. <laughs> the number one 5'10 player is, in my mind, Mighty Mouse Damon Stoudemire. No complaints. No complaints, right? He was sort of the prototypical Isaiah Thomas. He was a lefty short point guard mm -hmm. who can get to the basket, who can score. He had some more muscle on him, right? Yeah, I don't think he was as big of a defensive liability. Gotcha. I don't remember teams taking advantage of Damon Stoudemire right. on switches right? or the Blazers. Maybe I just wasn't following the Blazers that much. He got arrested for, I think, an ounce of weed. Yep. Um, which is... A, a pretty good amount of weed. That's like a think of your fist. Okay, that's an that, ounce. That's an ounce of weed. Your fist. Yep. But he wrapped it in tin foil. Wrapped <laughs> it in tin foil. It's like it's getting through the airport TSA if it's not metal. <laughs> but he wrapped it in tin foil, and that cost him millions. Yeah. Well, you hate to see that. He's the goat at five ten. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, five eleven. So here's here's a, a more subjective theory I have. There aren't a lot of 5'11 players because I think yep. if you're 5'11, yep. you tell people you're six, six feet. Foot. Right. When you're that close, if I was in the NBA, I think I'd be right there. I'd be like, I'm a six footer. Contract. Put me in put me in sneakers and start my height with a six. I'm any good smart agent is saying that I have a better case That's to right. get you an extra million dollars if I say that you're not below six feet. And since you had the evens, I haven't done the research, but I assume there's a gluttony of great players shoved up to six yes. and a dirt. Earth of, of of great players at 5'11". In, in fact, my question is, who would stay at 5'11"? Exactly. These are bad decisions. I think these are these are people who are 5'10". These people, yes, <laughs> there you go. Or even 5'9". That's right. Right. I think if I'm staring Chris Paul in the eyes, I, I, I would bet a solid amount of money that I'm taller than Chris Paul and yes. I'm 5'11". Correct. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, I subscribe to that theory. Let's see these bad decision makers. I'm so curious. So I'm... 5'11"? Who yeah. does that? I'm deciding between an Avery Johnson, a Dana Barros, a Speedy Claxton, <gasps> and a Ty Lawson type. Okay. S great, strong, of the journeyman point guards. Can you give me all of those one more time? I haven't even said who the winner was. Oh! These are the runners-up. Let's go. Every Johnson, Dana Barrow, Speedy Claxton, Ty Lawson. Dana See, Barrows had a, had a couple good years. I gave the nod to a player who might not be the greatest player at 5'11", but I just wanted to talk about him. Smart play. Great name. Terrell Brandon. Terrell Brandon. Just Cleveland Cav. That's right. Number seven? That's right. Minnesota. Right. Minnesota Timberwolves. Was he a dunker? Was he like a mid-range jump shot? I think he was not a dunker. Okay. I wonder I wonder how tall Robert Pack was, because I remember he was a dunker, but I yeah. think he was a little taller. I, I put Terrell Brandon, Robert Pack. I also put them in the world of um, 
Rod Strickland. Yep. Where yep. it's just like, these are cool guys that I want to talk about and I want to own their jerseys. <laughs> yeah. I own a Rod Strickland jersey just because I think he's a cool guy. I would want to be a member of Rod's squad. Okay. Let's. I learned a little bit about Terrell Brandon. He Did went to the University of Oregon. He was a two-time NBA All-Star. Two. He was a Pac-10 Player of the Year. He's in the Oregon uh, Sports Hall of Fame. He's just He had, he had a solid, solid career and right. he was uh, proudly under six feet. Proudly. That's 5'11". Right. He was 5'11". Like, he didn't shove himself up to six feet. It's the type of thing when, when you're a young parent or you're a parent and you have to, your kid is born in December. You have to choose whether they're <laughs> going to be the oldest in their grade or the youngest That's in right. the grade up. Yeah. So my parents were like, for athletics or anything, I'd rather him just be the biggest, oldest in his grade. That's cool. And it's like, he's doing the same thing where he's like, I can either be six foot and get clowned by everyone who's taller than me or yep. I could be 5'11 <laughs> and just own. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're out of five footers. We now have people six feet tall who made a very wise decision going with the six foot, whether or not they are. Yep. Kyle Lowry at number three. Great. Yeah. See, that's another guy. I bet he's not six feet. No way. He's five yeah. ten. Kyle Lowry, Tim Hardaway, senior. Senior. The inventor of the crossover. The, the Utah killer crossover. Step. Yep. The killer crossover. Okay. So you think he's the greatest crossover of all time until you go to your first player, and that is Georgetown Hoya, Philadelphia 76er, Allen Mr. Iverson. Allen Iverson. You think he's six feet? I mean, With I think he's 5'4". <laughs> you know, like, I think that, like, the way his dunks happened, and I, you've covered him on multiple podcasts. But yeah, Adam loves him. He's spectacular. Yeah. He, he was, like, a, literally a spectacle to watch on the court. We yeah. had never seen anyone do what he did before. That's right. He had the Isaiah Thomas season, but, like, seemingly for an entire career. Right. He was just jumping up, scoring, making decisions in midair. And culturally. He yes. like changed the whole culture of the NBA and like sports in a huge way. Was he the first cornrow? For sure. There was a game where his mom was doing his cornrows while he was on the bench. <laughs> but beyond that, like he was like, he brought hip hop to sports. Yeah. You know, like that was a huge kind of like cultural kind of like marriage when he, like he was just kind of doing how, acting like how the rappers were and they were kind of wearing his jersey. It was cool. It like, yeah. it also made David Stern be like, Wear button-ups after your games. That's right. But someone had to address it. It was pretty cool. The answer. The answer. Great sneakers, too. <laughs> great sneakers. Great nickname. The, the well, answer. What was the question? I don't know. Who's the best six-foot player of all time, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And the answer is <laughs> Alan Iverson. <laughs> do you remember, uh, just off of Alan Iverson, do you remember Victor Page? He was like the player who came after Iverson at no. Georgetown, and he had all the same skills. But no. Like, okay, well then. He didn't well, make it to the NBA? He might have made it to the NBA, but he like had Iverson's skill set, and he was at Georgetown right after him. It was really kind of weird, but he never like blew up. Interesting. Okay. Iverson, number one pick, too. Like, yeah. To go number one at that height. Like, he, to be so sure that he'd be the best player. And he was. pretty crazy. I was at that draft. That's right. That's the same draft. It was. We'll maybe look at the draft later. It was insane. All right. The 96 draft is a good topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, we can redraft it. Let's That's see where fun. the Knicks picks go. I bet not in the lottery. <laughs> we are getting Walter McCarty three times over. Uh, six foot one. Solid, solid options here at six one. One again. Is that your height? Six one. I think I'm six foot, but let's go with six, six one. Six one. So you're six one for the, the sake of argument. My brethren. I wanted to take Nick Van Exel. Okay. I was a Laker homer. I wanted to take Derek Fisher. Okay, I get it. Rings. Yep. I wanted to take the elder Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas. Now we're getting up there in terms of good players. And I didn't take any of those people. Because Bec six foot one. Because there was a, a white point guard who looks like a dentist who played for about 20 years in a row. John. Who won a gold medal. Doc John. Doc John. I was looking at his height too. I mean, these numbers are absurd. Go. They'll never. 
I, they can't be matched? Mm, Are these Cal Ripken so, numbers? <laughs> yes. So let me let me read to you games played per season, starting in his rookie year in 82. 1984. 82. <laughs> 82. Yes. 82. Sure. 82. Right. 82. Again. 82. Still. 78. Never had a flu. Never had a cold. <laughs> John Stockton never, never had a cold. Never stubbed his toe the years. wrong way. Uh, we're, we're only seven years into an 18-year career. Go on. 82. Sure. 82. Yep. 82, okay. 82, okay. 82, yeah. 82, 64. Yikes. Uh-oh. Trouble in paradise? 30-year-old John Stockton hurt himself. Lockout year the next year, 50. 50 okay. of 50. Uh-huh. Next year, 82, 82, uh-huh. 82, uh-huh. 82. Okay. Retired. So in, I'm tr- <laughs> I tried to do the math. Lockouts aside, I think he missed 22 games in his career. Yeah, 18 here, then four there. So in his whole career. In 18, 19 years, he missed an average of one-ish game a year. That's the type of employee you're looking to hire. Someone <laughs> and who he comes looks to like work somebody. every day. Yes. He does a great on the Dream Team doc that's always playing on NBA TV. That's he right. can just walk freely. Nobody knows who he is. He's just, a, like you said, a dentist, <laughs> another one. What made him so great? Did Carl Malone make him so great? I don't think so because he was averaging 14, 15, 13, mm-hmm. 12 assists a game. They couldn't right. have all gone to Carl Malone. And steals. Wasn't he like the all-time steals leader too? Yes. He's just got, yeah, he was averaging three over three steals a game um, for like half of his career. This He just put up insane numbers and was so consistent for so long. Right. And still looked like that. He I'm, looked like a dentist. Imagine being John Stockton. And you're in your 14th year in the league, and you've been great forever. Yeah. And then a guy named Alan Iverson shows up on your court, <laughs> who just graduated college and is crazy fast. It's like that's isn't that when you just say, "I'm good. I'm going to retire now." Yeah. Like, this is not what I signed up for. That's anymore. right. I'm a I'm a 38 year old. The changing of the guard. Yeah. I think Larry Bird said that exact thing about Chris Webber. He said that like Larry Bird was really in his last year, and his body was broken down. And then he played a still at Michigan Chris Webber. And he said when the game was over, he was like, if that's the type of guys that are coming into the league, I'm retiring. He also, for his career, averaged 54% from two. That's, so, like, he made more than he missed from two. That's a two big man. At six feet one. I would go, to, I would guess he's a 85% free throw shooter. Uh, Wow, close. Career, 82.6. I mean, solid. I mean, just a solid, rock solid, and beyond that, because, you know, he leads the NBA in assists by, like, a margin that will never be captured. At this age, do you think that you could score three points in a game of 11 against him. Uh, he can beat you 11-3. Or you spotted eight, however you want to do it. I think maybe at his, since he's not super athletic, and he's also, what, 48 years old at this point? <laughs> sure. I hope I can score one or two. Three uh-huh. is pushing Three's it. a lot. Three is a lot. Good answer. Against one of the best defenders of all time. Okay, speaking of best defenders of all time. We're at 6-2. We're at 6-2. This guy's not going to make it to a lot. I hope he's a Hall of Famer. I just had a very sweet spot in my heart. He's not the winner. Andre Miller. Wow, the professor. Of, the professor. Out of Utah. Yep. Played with Van Horn, yep. I believe, at Utah. That's right. Um, his game was always just so rock solid. Below me. the rim. Below the rim. You think he can dunk? No. Because <laughs> like on fast breaks, he would lay it up nice and clean and get back to work. That's right. There's just a nice, I don't know, he brought a sense of calm to the court. Whenever I saw Andre Miller, I was like, the team is going to be okay. Yeah, it was like, honey, I shrunk Tim Duncan. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he was like point guard Tim Duncan. The opposite of that, Stefan Marbury. Oh, Starberry. Starberry. He was, a for me, a lifelong New York Nick. That's is that your not, pick? Uh, that is not. Okay. Because there's someone with more rings than my pick is Tony Parker. 6'2". <gasps> 6'2". Tony Parker. Can he dunk? Can Tony... I'd like to think Tony Parker can dunk. Okay. When I was looking at 6'2", I was hoping that Steph Curry was going to be in that conversation. Mm. He is not 6'2". 
He is not. We'll get to him very soon. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, I had Andre Miller, Stefan Marbury, Tony Parker. Um, do you know Stefan Marbury's shoes cost like 19 bucks? That's right. That was his thing, right? He wanted the Starberries to cost like mm-hmm. less than $20. There was also, I believe, a video online. He was one of like the first uh, people to lose their minds online and like video themselves doing everything all the time. Live yeah. streaming everything. He tried to make his own reality show, essentially, where a camera was just always rolling on him. Yeah. And there was a time where I think he was eating a handful of Vaseline. Oh, Do you remember that video? Yeah. Got into a car accident. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. So that's the number two best player <laughs> at six foot two, <laughs> Stefan Marbury. But our winner is Tony Parker. Yeah. So what do you like about Tony? Winner. You know, he just felt like he was a winner. Yeah. Four-time at, NBA champion at, at this point. At some point, it's just like he was considered largely one of one of the dynasties of yeah. the NBA, the yeah. Spurs team. And yeah. he was always the point guard for them. Are you a little bit sad that he now has to play in Charlotte? Do not care. At this yeah. point, it's over. Like, the Spurs, <laughs> to me, are over. Yeah. Like, what I once knew about the Spurs is, like, kind of different now. Yeah, they're dissipated. They're gone. Yeah. Pop's uh, going to be pissed this year. <laughs> like, can't you just see, like, a grumpy Pop? Like, an even grumpier Pop this year? Yeah, I was going to say, Pop is already grumpy with four Hall of Famers on his team. But now he's down nine at halftime. Yeah. You know, he's usually up, like, 22 at halftime. Now he's going to be down nine. <laughs> and he's going to be touching DeMar DeRozan on the small of his back, giving him a little pep talk <laughs> during a free throw. 6-3. Uh, Six three, uh, God. Now we're getting into the real meat of it. Let's go, man. If you're, you remember like six foot six one. We got like, or even six two. You got the solid, the Andre Millers, the Andre Millers. Listen to these, this murderer's row yeah. of point guards at six three. Go on onto the court walks. Russell Westbrook, Shit. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Derek Rose, Steph Curry. Wait. So These are all 6'3". They all came out of the lab at the same exact time. <laughs> at the same exact height. Holy shit. And I don't have them winning 6'3". What? Steph? Yeah. Steph did not win my 6'3". Hmm. Because hmm. I'm, I'm going to give it to hmm. the white Steph Curry, the two-time MVP Steph Curry. Steph Nash? Steph Nash. Yeah. Steve Nash. Wow. 6'3", I've now learned, is like the ideal modern point guard height. Yeah. It's the guy who can score and pass or in Westbrook and Derrick Rose's uh, body dunk whenever they want. They're all 2010 guys for the most part, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, like I had Andre Miller as the third greatest. (laughs) He's like an 11 and 5 guy. Right. These guys are just Those are all Hall of Famers. Right. Or future Hall of Famers. Derek Rose, maybe the only question mark, but he's a Hall of Famer. You In my mind. You, he won the MVP at age 22, yeah. so it's like a special wing of the Hall of Fame, at least for him. Right. Uh, Kyrie Irving, unstoppable. Westbrook, unstoppable. Steph, unstoppable. And then Steve Nash, who I just love. Another California college kid we could have mentioned. Mm. Santa Clara. He was another one of those, just like, when he's on the court, you're going to be okay. Yes. Like, he also feels like the coolest athlete. F- floor he's, general. Yep. Uh, Good at yeah, soccer. Seems like a guy I can get along with. I have three at six four. <gasps> Let's see if these guys could D up your six threes. Okay. Six four. Six four. I'm trying to think of anybody at six four. Here's a couple. Okay. Dwayne Wade. D Wade. D Wade. Yeah. Pretty good? Pretty great. Okay. Jason Kidd. Love Jay Kidd. Low key, low key, one of the greatest point guards of all time. <laughs> That's right. I think he's like top five made three pointers ever. Which is weird because his nickname used to be Asen because he had no J. That's right. Solid disc. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rock solid diss. Um, for me, the number one player at 6'4 is because he comes with more attitude, therefore more fun. They're more more fun to talk about. Gary Payton. Ooh, the glove. The glove. I love defense. You can like kind of, I don't know, there's more control in defense as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Love that team with yeah. uh, the Rain Man. Yep. They just like were cool in uh, Seattle, but also he's a coach in the big three. Ah, and you love the big three. Big fan of the big three. 
I'd like to just say that I am an early adopter yeah. of the big three. Yeah. You'll be there soon enough, and I'll have to teach you my ways about season two. So it's big, a lot of fun. Season two was this year. It was this year. They play during the off season. They do. Uh, it's three-on-three basketball tournament. Every game's to 50. All the teams travel to one arena together. Which is um, very cute. Which is very cute. It's kind of like uh, basketball on ice. Yeah. You know, it's just like this tour that they do. <laughs> Circus. Um, all the players are former NBA players or college elite, uh, former college elite who, mm-hmm. like, for whatever reason, didn't make it to the NBA. Who was the MVP this year? Uh, the MVP. Is there an MVP? Uh, yes, there is an MVP. Was it Big it Baby? Big Baby Davis. Yeah. He was definitely the finals MVP. He was, it's just fun to watch all these names where it's like, Kenyon Martin shouldn't just get thrown out. <laughs> You know, when these guys retire, it's like, I want to see, like, Luke Mabuamate in a couple of years keep playing and, like, and dominate for once in his career. This is, like, a good opportunity to see, like, these players who have retired actually do what they did so well. And is it you make it, you take it? No. So uh, halftime at 25, you make it other teams' ball. However, if it's an end one... If it's an N1, you make it, you hit your free throw, then you get the ball back. Interesting. Yep. And uh, if you get fouled on a three-point shot, you get to take another three-point shot unguarded for three one shot. I love that. Yeah. So there's ways of speeding up the game. You rarely get two free throws. It's like they are all about keeping the game moving, but it feels like how we play three on three. It's like really, it's worth watching. That's cool. Yeah. Um, And Gary Payton is one of the coaches. How many players per team is not, it's more than five players per team. That's cool. Three on three. Everyone gets in. It's really a solid How long does a game take? I would say probably about 35 minutes. That'd be great. Games to 50. That'd be great. I think season one, they went to 60. And season two, they were like, you know what? Let's pull it back a little bit. Let's get the most out of our players. Yeah. They also got all their games live season two. First season, it was just like syndicated where okay. they could get it. So it's turning into a thing. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Why was Gary Payton so good at defense? Because he was very light. Like he's not like a Jay Kidd where he's like thick or like a Lillard. He's like, he's very like- Does he have kawaii hands? He's skinny. His nickname was The Glove. Of yeah. course, that's because he would steal the ball. Yeah. But did he also have massive hands? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't I don't think he was particularly known for the size of his hands. I would argue that his trash talking played a part in how uh, defensive he was. I imagine that if you could break a man down psychologically, he's going to do things that are going to be easy to steal the ball. Yeah, his head, like I always imagine his head back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he never had like a a, a head that was (laughs) parallel with his body. And then his chin was up. Yeah, a lot of chin up, back down. Yeah, because he was always looking up at the the person who had the ball and he was yelling at them. (laughs) That's right. Right. (laughs) Big ups to the glove, Gary Payton. Six, six foot five. Six five. Getting there now. Uh, this is a two-man race, and I couldn't decide between James Harden mm. and my eventual winner, Ray Allen. Mm. Ray Allen, I gave the nod over James Harden just because Ray Allen has had a more complete career as mm. of now. He is a champion as of now. He's got the three-point records as of now. Starting a movie with Denzel. Yeah, he's got the Jesus Shuttlesworth about him. He's mm-hmm. got the fact that he's never aged about him. Mm-hmm. He's got the cool uh, rookie year where he's like in the dunk contest, wearing that cool Bucks jersey. Is he likable? Did he come on? Like, when he retired, was there a universal praise where it was like, we all loved Ray Allen in the league? I don't think so, because I think even his teammates have spoken out against his move from okay. Boston to Miami. And and what is their feeling on that? I think they were like, hey, fuck the heat. Why are you joining LeBron? Right. It was like a Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, Kevin Garnett. KD before KD almost. That's right. It's like, we are, they're going to beat us. Why join them? Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, uh, that'll get you a couple fucking views <laughs> in the circle. <laughs> but sure. I think he's just like, a, now he's like, you know, he's above that. He doesn't, he doesn't, beef with ex-players he plays golf a lot well sure he's 44 now that's right he's that kind of guy do you think okay we did this podcast we do this podcast 
eight years from now. Yeah. Do you think Harden has passed Ray Allen as the greatest 6'5 basketball player? I'd like to see him win a championship, but I think so. Even if he doesn't win a championship. Because Harden was an MVP. Right. And Ray Allen never peaked that hard. He just had, but Ray Allen had that shot. Yeah. That three-point iconic shot that tied the game up. Beautiful. So bananas. Ugh. That it's like great. you almost want that more than the MVP, right? Right, because like people are going to remember that shot more than anything James Harden has done in his career. Correct. Uh, I also wanted to shout out Von Wafer, who has the best name at <clears throat> six foot five. That's right, Von Wafer. Both sides. <laughs> like you think Von's going to be the best part, and then you get to Wafer. Wafer <laughs> is an amazing <laughs> last name. Bill Wafer. Amir Wafer. There's like no, you can no. do no wrong. <laughs> Amir Wafer. That sounds fine. That's like when I start selling Kit Kats and go crazy. That'll be my nickname. <laughs> Amir Wafer. Uh, six foot six. This is my favorite. I mean, this, this is, is the goat height. This is if you wanted to create a basketball player from scratch. And there's different basketball players within the six six uh, world. Yeah. So this one's not going to be on anyone else's list but mine. Eddie Jones. Love and here's Eddie why. Jones. Here's yeah. why I'll say Eddie Jones. He's not one of the five greatest six six basketball players by a long stretch. You don't have to sell me on Eddie Jones, but but, but let talking. me sell the listeners. Yeah. Eddie Jones was for my money the beta version of Kobe Bryant, where yeah. it was like he could do everything that Kobe could do, like two clicks worse. <laughs> But, like, he was showing the league, like, hey, this is going to be the skill set that's coming soon. And you better be. Yeah. Like, I'm a little older than all these other players that are coming into the league and are going to change the game. Mm -hmm. He was like, he was a Jordan prototype, but worse, obviously. Yeah. But to me, when I was watching him, I was like, if there's more players that can do what he's doing and better, like, this is what the league's going to look like. And it became that. Yeah. Okay. So that's him. Here's another player at 6'6, Dennis Rodman. No. I'm saying. Dennis Rodman was 6'10", wasn't he? I don't know, man. The internet search told me. I don't know why I would put him in this category. When I wrote him in, I was like, this feels odd. Dennis Rodman. On basketball reference? Look it up. Dennis Rodman. (laughs) Prove me wrong, please. Uh, I mean, I was shocked that Spud was listed at 5'6", so anything is possible. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Uh, I see him at 6'7", on basketball reference. 6'7"? Okay, got it. I found him at 6'6". I'll just say that he was averaging 19 rebounds a game. So 6'6 yeah, six, six or 6'7". Six, at least I thought he was 6'10". Bananas. Yeah. 19 rebounds a game. <laughs> Pure effort. Another effort player, 6'6". Six, six, let's see. We don't know if it's actually his height. Charles Barkley. Yes. That was another one where he was listed 6'6", six, six, and everyone's like, he's not 6'6". Six, six. Right. It was like, I got to... I gotta display the image that I'm a six foot six power forward. Yep. Still undersized, but yep. hey, at least I'm Michael Jordan's height. I recently met Charles Barkley a few months ago, shook yep. his hand. He's not six six. Got it. Okay. Um, so now we have Eddie Jones, Dennis Rodman, Charles Barkley. Let's get to the two that really matter. Your favorite <laughs> and my favorite, Amir. Yep. Kobe Bryant at Kobe number Bean. two. Yep. Would you agree that Kobe Bryant is at number two? <laughs> I, I don't mean this as a Michael Jordan prick, but would you agree? Yes. You would. I would I would put Kobe Bryant at number two, six foot six basketball player ever. And what about all time? Uh, all time, I would put him a little bit lower than two. Okay, got it. Yeah. Well, he's number two. Yep. I mean, he will be probably the conversation du jour every yep. episode for you, so we won't go into it. Yep. And number one is my favorite. Michael Jordan. Michael Air Jordan. Imagine playing a basketball team of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Charles Barkley, and Dennis Rodman. And that was, oh, like the the all 6-6 team. Yeah, I think that at some point we're going to need to figure out our big three in terms of heights and see who you would go with. Yeah, because 6-6 gives you maximum versatility. You don't want a team of all seven-footers they can't dribble. A team of all six-footers might shoot well but can't defend. The 6-6 team... Might but be the GOAT team. Until they play the 6'8 team, who's basically them, but has 40 more pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get there slowly because we have to stop at 6'7. Okay. 6'7, kind of a rare height. Rare height. Let's we got we got Rick Fox, uh, great <laughs> guy. 
personal friend of mine, Rick Fox, so I had to put him in here. Correct. Uh, Reggie Miller, another UCLA mm-hmm. college, California college mm-hmm. kid. 6'7". We had Penny Hardaway at 6'7". Yeah. Just who the, was cool. Yeah. He, he was a cool dude. 6'7", I'm giving the crown to another dream team member. Maybe it's the name above everything else because he's got an awesome, awesome name. Clyde the Glide mm, Drexler. From Five Slamma Jamma? Yeah, he just, he was surrounded by cool names. I mean, Clyde Drexler the Glide is a great name. Right. Number 22 is really cool, that Blazers jersey. Correct. Five Slamma Jamma, very cool. He, he played it with Hakeem Olajuwon. He stumbled into some really great branding. He's kind of like the Forrest Gump of the NBA. And like, that's a good reference point because is he a cool dude? Like, he, to me, he was born 40. Yes. You know what I mean? He is a 40-year-old He 40 always had the hair. Face. Yeah. <laughs> the, the George Costanza as yeah. a rookie. And I mean, I, no shade, but like, doesn't he, like, did he ever experience youth? <laughs> no shade, but was Clyde Drexler ever young? Like, have you ever seen a youthful picture of him? Yeah, like Drexler at age 12 still had that hair. 40 face. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the dude. 40 face. He but could jam, huh? Yeah, he can jam and he can shoot and he won a title and he was on the Blazers. He won a title. He did. He left Portland to win a championship. With? Uh, with Hakeem Olajuwon. Of course. And, but not Jammer. Barkley. Who was the other team? Who was the other? Wasn't didn't they even third? Really awesome. Player it was like there? Drexler, Hakeem, and then it was the Sam Cassell, oh, right. Vernon Maxwell, yep. Yep. Carl yep. Herrera, yep. Robert Ory. Yep. Uh, yeah, just Clyde Drexler, just a solid dude. Ten-time uh, All-Star, NBA champion, right. gold, uh, gold medal winner, Dream Team member, twenty points a game average for his entire career. Uh, six foot seven inch. He Ideal. was another one of those guys that didn't quite live up to Jordan, but you know what? At least he was an inch taller. Oh, that's where he's got to beat. Can't take that <laughs> away from him. Into inches. Uh, six eight, you say, is like the six six on steroids. I'm just gonna say it has Grant Hill as my uh, bronze. Wow, solid basketball player. Yeah. Some argue he would have been the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all time if his injuries didn't catch up with him. That's right. Number two, Scottie Pippen. Mm. I mean, Scottie Pippen, arguably one of the greatest defenders, as Six rings? Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's hard to say that anybody's better that than Scotty at basketball, except until you get to your number one. Who is? Mr. LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yeah. So Scotty Pippen is known for being in the shadow of a somehow greater <laughs> basketball player that still holds at 6'8 with Mr. <laughs> LeBron James. Uh, we did an entire podcast, the No Joke Podcast, in yeah. which you talked about LeBron James with me That's for right. 45 minutes and That's Adam right. Lustig. Yeah. So uh, I could talk about why he's the best, or after the show, you could listen to No Joke <laughs> and listen to you talk about him. That's a great plug. Okay. Uh, Billy, Adam, the No Joke Podcast had me on. To rant and rave about my newest Los Angeles Laker, Lance Stevenson. No, LeBron James. <laughs> uh, you're talking about not only peak performance, but longevity. He's right. in his 15th, 16th year at this point. And he's, and he's apexing And still. he's getting better. So it doesn't make sense. I'm just curious, just a quick one. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Charles Barkley versus LeBron James, Scottie Pippen, Grant Hill. Who you got? Wow. Probably Jordan, Kobe, and Barkley, right? I don't know. LeBron, Scotty, and Grant Hill. I think I think that's the better team just because they don't give up a lot on offense, but like that team shuts people down. I like, don't know who's scoring on LeBron James, Scotty Pippen, and Grant Hill. Right. And Pippen is locking down Jordan and uh, yeah. uh LeBron is locking down Kobe. 
Yeah, or he's just shutting. And then Charles we got Barkley Grant down. Hill playing against Barkley. That would be a great three on three. Let's see if we can get them to play that game for us. You know what it could be? It could be the big three. That's right. <laughs> Give it Even a couple bigger more years. three, where we get bigger stars. <laughs> the biggest three. Uh, <laughs> all right, six nine. We're getting up there now, Amir. Six nine. Uh, Good comedy again, number. Again. <laughs> Again, solid numbers. Kevin Durant is listed at 6'9". Hmm, I saw that too. I didn't want to give it to him. It felt wrong. You also, it's a trend is forming where you don't like Kevin Durant. I think I don't love Kevin Durant. I think he's a great, great, great basketball player. Right. I don't think he's 6'9". You think he's taller? I think he's taller. Same. Uh, so he did the opposite that's of right. the 5'11". He's like, whoa, I'm not a center. I just crush a lot. Good. I'm six foot nine. But why? Why go down? I think he wanted to portray himself as a shooting small forward and the tallest you could be as a three huh. in 2007 or whenever it was he okay. was drafted uh, is six foot nine. Okay. The mailman, Carl Malone, mm. who as a jacked man yourself can right. appreciate the muscles on that guy. He's like thick as hell. <laughs> and cut. Like he wasn't just beef. Yes. He was shredded. He was like, he, people like I, when I was young, I remember I had a friend who was afraid of Kevin Garnett, just afraid of his <laughs> I, the idea of him. And he said if he ever saw him, he'd run away. Yeah. And I was never understood, but I was like, I always feared Malone a little. Yeah. Like, I knew he collected trucks. <laughs> he was just... He had, like, trucks in a garage. He's and... also got some pretty nasty background things. Yeah. That I don't fully like, remember, but it wasn't... like, I don't want to get drunk with Carl Malone. No. You know what I mean? Uh... There was that great story, though, of Scottie Pippen in a uh, playoff game. Walking, it was like a few seconds left. Malone was on the line. Mailman doesn't on a Sunday. deliver. Yep. The mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. Missed him. That, I mean, that is, whether or not that story is true, <laughs> God, is that a great story. I might have to bump up Scotty above LeBron just for that. I mean, that is just. That is a clever dig for Scotty Pippen. So who was it? It was Malone and it Durant? Are those Ma- the big two? Th- those are two, but not my number one. Oh. Irvin Magic Johnson. Sure. Six foot nine point guard. Sure. Magic didn't give a shit about height. He didn't lie. He didn't say he was six seven. The original point forward. He said, I'm six foot nine and the best point guard of all time, and maybe the best Laker of all time. Right. We're looking at a five time NBA champion, just Mm -hmm. like Kobe. But unlike Kobe, he has three NBA Finals MVPs. He was the best player on that Finals Mm -hmm. team three times. Mm -hmm. He was a three time NBA MVP to Kobe's one. Jesus, three? 12-time All-Star, two-time All-Star MVP, nine-time NBA, All-NBA all first team. Radiant personality. And just the name, Magic. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Maybe the best name in sports. Yep. So I'm giving six foot nine the title to... Six Ma- nine. Six nine. That's a giant point guard. Huge. How big is Ben Simmons? I is think he he's six ten. Six, six ten? Yes. Jesus Christ. Soon <laughs> everyone's going to be seven foot. Um, six ten. Moving Speaking on of six, six ten. ten. Match. Moving on six ten. We Let's good? Let's do it. Okay, great. Bill Russell. Was 6'10"? Yeah. According to this list. Wow. I had my list and then I was like, how tall was Bill Russell? Because you have to put him on. I just assume he was 7'9". Sure, exactly. If you're from the 70s, you're 7'9". 50s and 60s even, just like jumping over people in archival (laughs) footage. Exactly. If it's grainy footage, you're 7'3". Yeah. Um, Alonzo Mourning, 6'10". Just like... uh, These are like people who I assumed are 7 footers just because of their presence. Exactly. But they're not quite. Exactly. One who I didn't think was seven foot tall, a good friend of ours, as a matter of fact. Really? So many rings. Really? So many rings. He's six foot ten. He works out at our gym. His name is Robert Ori. Big Shot Rob. I mean, if you're going to put Bill Russell in here, you got to put Big Shot Rob in there. He's seven-time champion? I mean, he's up there. More than Jordan. That's what I know. <laughs> I believe seven-time NBA champion. That's a lot of NBA championships. The original stretch four. Maybe the greatest six foot ten basketball player I'm here. Yeah. Anthony Davis. Whoa, he's six ten too. Do you think he's the greatest of the of that bunch? Uh, uh, of course, Bill Russell and yeah. Rory have rings, but like in terms of just like basketball skills, he to me is one of the most 
He's I've never seen a basketball player play quite like him. That's right. It's like the Bill Russell debate is like, you know, when he was playing in the 50s and 60s, he was just completely dominating, crushing 11 championships. It's right. hard to compare. But I have a feeling that if you put prime Bill Russell against current Anthony Davis, yeah. like Bill Bill Russell didn't have to hit step back three pointers because <laughs> no. the three point line didn't exist. No, yeah, they're I, playing a different sport. AD stands on the shoulders of Bill Russell. Like the game got to AD, yes. but like where he's at now, like the ferocity of his blocks are like something that just is something to behold. He's also like a little bit of a Kobe Bryant, but he's six ten. Yeah, so like he's hitting step backs. He's hitting like eighteen foot or baseline jumpers. Seven foot six wingspan. It's he's like just a if monster. he just spreads his arms, the lane is filled. He's a he's kind of like a Kevin Durant type. Like uh, he came out of a factory where they were creating the best basketball player. Agreed. Ever. And I wonder, like Kevin Durant, if you think he goes to L.A. Kevin Durant, I don't think we'll go to. Not I think he'll go to <laughs> Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis uh, is trending towards there, which is what we thought about LeBron. Yeah. Especially if he signs with Clutch. I just don't see another player that LeBron James gets that brings the Lakers to a championship level, except Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Literally, yeah. he is the only one in the league who I think brings them to a championship level. That's right, because he is one of the top, maybe three best players in the NBA. And, and he's, he's still, what, 25 years old? So young. And somehow also the greatest six foot ten basketball basketball player that has ever played the game. It's like a great uh, new generation Shaq and Kobe, which came together yeah. in 1996. Now, 20-something-odd years later, it's LeBron for, and Anthony Davis. For three years. That's it, all we want to see it for. It's like, holy shit. If you're starting a team today, is he your number one draft pick? Anthony Davis? Yeah. Uh, maybe not just because of injury risk, mm. but if he stays healthy, he's... The, the best, most, the most yeah. unstoppable basketball player in the league. He right? takes over like playoff series. Like right. did you see what he did to Portland. Right. He was just like you had no answer. Unguardable. Fun. Which is fun to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's very very fun to see in a league of greats. <laughs> a league of greats, the greatest greats. Right. Six foot eleven's got some great names too. These are people who don't give a shit about being seven feet. Do the same rules apply to the five eleven choice? Where it's like, oh, you didn't want to be seven footers. Or... No, I think I think this one is a little different because once you're in the sixes and sevens, like right. you're tall enough, you're good enough. You don't have to lie to us. Got you. The opposite of Stuart Smalley. Uh, we, <laughs> we got Dwight Howard, who a lot of people don't like, but is His one of the best six foot eleven. His numbers are crazy. Yes, he's he, a twenty twenty fifteen times a season. He had a thirty thirty game this year. Sure. This year. He is also a big weirdo. You've covered that with Lustig. That's right. Okay. Big weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Giannis is 6'11". Giannis. Who's like another Anthony Davis, just Trending where did this up. person come from? Trending Also up. jacked. Yes. Getting jacked. Is that a new thing? Like, is, do, do players want to be jacked now? Uh, I don't know if everyone does, but Giannis definitely does. And he is. And like, he Like, he's holding, like, Madden in, like, an Instagram <laughs> thing, and, like, his arm is bulging out of his arm. That's right. And his arms are so long, that's not easy. No. <laughs> It's a lot of protein going It's into hard body. to curl Correct. when your wingspan is eight foot four or whatever and, it is. And it's hard to look big when your wingspan. Just like to simply look it. That's right. Not a problem for Giannis. Uh, then I'll put Boogie as the number two. Just over because, Giannis. Over Giannis. Overall just because, careers. Uh, yeah, Boogie's done it for a little bit longer and he just is such an unstoppable force down low. And now he's shooting threes and now he's on the Warriors and it's not fair and he's still not the best six foot 11 player of all time because that belongs to... Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. The center Andre Miller. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've heard that he's seven feet tall sometimes. <laughs> I've heard. Oh, my God. This is the discrepancy when you're talking about inches. It, it really is. This really is a game of inches. He is one of the top five greatest basketball players of all time? Uh... Top that... 10 for sure, top five, depending yeah, on how right. you quantify it. Basketball reference lists him at 6'11". I'll give it to him. Okay, great. He is just a 2010 machine 
a five-time NBA champion. One of the few big men to ever be drafted with such high expectations and fulfill them all. Big he, men. He was 21 and 12 his rookie year. Yeah. And then like, let's just cash those in. 21 and 12, 23 and 9, 25 and 9, 22 uh, and 10. He was just like, just racking up points, playing great defense, winning championships. Perfect storm for San Antonio too. Wasn't it that like uh, David Robinson got hurt the year before, though he still had a couple of years left in That's him? That's right. And it just like happened that it was like the season's lost and yep. they got him and then it was just the twin tower. That's right. It was like this accidental tank that yeah. gave him 20 years of momentum. Amazing. They Ugh. had like Sean Elliott on that team too. Yes. Like they were like primed That's to be right. a good team, but everything went wrong once. Uh, what makes Tim Duncan better than Kobe according to basketball nerds? Uh, like it doesn't even better. seem to be a debate anymore. Everyone, all the all the stat heads seem to give the nod to Duncan. Maybe less competition within the uh, position, where it's like there's other players who've played the game similar to, to Kobe. Kobe. You know, so it's like easy to you know be like, well, it was even better than Jordan. Like LeBron was better than him, but like no one played the game quite like Duncan. Right. Where it was like no one played with as much like, and I don't mean this in a good or a bad way, but like as graceful as him. Like there was just like. Something about him where it was like, oh, he's his own entity, and therefore it's like, we've never seen that before, therefore he's just a greater entity. He also seemed very smart and nice, mm -hmm. which like, that, like, Less people word? dislike him? Yeah, he was just more affable and friendly and likable right. than a Kobe Bryant Which type. is interesting, because he wasn't even that, like, interesting. Like, his, he was, like, pretty boring, as yeah. a matter of fact, and therefore we, like, put a filter on him of, like, he's fun, he's nice. <laughs> Because he's not like Allen Iverson, who's right. like practice. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he was probably more efficient because, you know, he's playing down low, career 50% uh, field goal shooter. You uh, know what I also think why people think he's greater? He just used the bank shot. People yeah. just like the bank shot. It's a good looking shot. It's comforting. The big fundamental, the perfect name. I mean, great nickname. Tim Duncan. Let's get to the seven footers. Let's get to the seven footers. I had Tim Duncan. He's gone. Yep. He's being replaced by Mr. Patrick Ewing. Ooh. Now here's my feeling on Patrick Ewing. He's not, he wasn't that great. Sorry. <laughs> like he was a perfectly good, he was like a Carmelo plus. Yeah. Whereas like, you're never going to win a championship with him. As his best player. years were when the Knicks weren't that good. What do you mean? Like the- So like his best years were like in the late eighties, early nineties, before pre that well, whole- Pre-Houston, yes. pre-Charlie Ward. Pre-even like nineties Knicks. Right. Bulls. Fresh out of Georgetown. Yeah. Kind of like high high over the rim. Which is a little bit before our time. Yep. Pre-knee pads. Yeah. So we're going to move right along then. Mr. Hakeem Olajuwon. The GOAT. When Jordan retired, the question was, who is the second best player in the NBA? Yep. The answer was- Hakeem Olajuwon. The Tim Baltz episode, which I just put online, we talk about how the one of the greatest what-ifs is, what if Jordan played those two years that he sat out? Sat out? Would the Rockets have still beaten him? Like, no who friend. guards... Who guards Hakeem on the Bulls? I don't think it matters. I mean, like, Hakeem was in the league when Jordan... He was. He wasn't a rookie. But he wasn't the MVP Hakeem. Right. Like, those two years lined up so perfectly for him. I guess that's true. That is yeah. definitely true. I still would bet good money that the Bulls win eight in a row. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he retired, came back, and won three more, like, as if nothing had changed. That's right. Everyone had two years to get better at basketball. They couldn't. They couldn't. Right. And he got better, even though he was playing baseball. Hitting doubles. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem. also unguardable in his own right. He also has a camp now where he teaches one-on-one. -on -one, like, you can go on YouTube and just type in Hakeem Olajuwon teaches LeBron. And there's like 40 minutes of uncut footage of him just teaching LeBron footwork in his gym. In yeah, some that's the thing somewhere. about Hakeem. Like, great footwork, great finesse. We're such a big guy. Yep. 
the dream shake signature move. Yeah. Uh, Seems like every position wants to learn from Hakeem Olajuwon. So and there's a, something to be said for that. Yeah. And another like Steve Nash type where he's like probably really, really good at soccer, right. ping pong, just like super highly coordinated, right. highly also gifted Also Duncan like ability. That's you know, right. He's got a lot of good things going to That's make right. him uh, my number three. I'm sorry, my number two. Uh, seven he's footer. not your best seven footer. No, my <laughs> best is, and I don't even know if he's better than Akeem Olajuwon, but I was like so surprised and impressed that he's seven feet tall that I had to go with it. Dirk Nowitzki. <gasps> Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki's seven. seven. See, Just he has a the solid opposite seven. as Durant, where Durant's like, no, I want to be six nine. I want to be cute. Yeah. And he's like, I'm seven foot and I know it. Yeah. yeah they play the same type of game, don't D- they? Dirk finally looks seven feet. <laughs> he aged because into he, seven yes, feet. Yes, he aged into the mummy Got that it. is known as Dirk as a seven footer who like can't quite bend his knees anymore. He had one of the most impressive finals playoff performances like that team winning felt like an anomaly it's always your team wins two years in a row kind of like the pistons when they won that one year it's like wait what happened here teamwork (laughs) did teamwork work that well like okay he he put that team on his back he was was the best player free throws in a row or something yeah just like super efficient great shooter right for his height right there's never been a seven footer who can also shoot like larry bird no, I think like Kevin Durant is the closest thing we have to like, I learned from watching Dirk Nowitzki. That's you know, right. like seven footers that can dribble like that and shoot like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have him as my goat seven footer, which feels so wrong because it feels like every center ever has only been seven feet tall. Yeah. He's a, ver- a very awesome new type of center. That's right. Like the stretch five that we're now seeing all the time. He's got Kind of started with Dirk. Sorry, he's got two inches on Anthony Davis. Yeah. Dirk has two <laughs> inches on Anthony Davis. <laughs> and he's got a great sense of humor. He's a good follow on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, solid follow on Twitter. Yeah. He cuts down Steve Nash all of them. Uh, seven foot one. Now we're getting ugly. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like murky. Seven foot one. These people look down on Dirk Nowitzki. Right. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain, I got to mention him. Sure. He was another one of those Bef- giants in a land before giants. They're all seven four before our time. His numbers are stupid, just like averaging. I think the most imp- fun, exciting, funny stat from that season where he averaged 50 games, yeah. uh, 50 points per game yeah. and for a season. Which is just that's like that that doesn't like even land in my brain. Yeah, I had to hear that twice. Exactly, it's too much to even just wrap comprehend. Your head right, it's like what's going on with the league if that's the case. The one <laughs> the one thing I don't get and it is true is he averaged more than forty eight minutes a game. Now, hmm. So he played every he minute play every plus minute. overtime uh, and overtime. That's right. Well, now are we talking like forty eight point oh oh five minutes it was like somewhere in between 48 and 50 that doesn't check out but why not take give him a breather there was no game where you were up 40 down 40 we were impressed with stockton (laughs) playing only missing 22 games he missed how many minutes (laughs) i guess no minutes because he played more than 48 minutes a game give this guy a breather he was also a uh he loved sex yes do you know that about him yes like ten thousand women ten thousand or something like that yep just want to point that out there good man okay but now my seven foot one goat Okay. Because I'm giving that title to Shaq. To Shaq. Yeah. To Shaq. A, kind of a personal choice, but also a necessary one. It's easy to forget how annoying the NBA was when Shaq was in it. <laughs> See, I, I didn't have that. What do you mean? Because when Shaq was in it, he was winning games for me. When I say annoying, I watched it as a fan. I was a Michael Jordan fan. So yeah. like, make no mistake, Like, someone could say how annoying it was when he was in the league for six years. Right. I'm just saying that like... We had never, and this is well-tread territory, seen a need for a hack a shack before. Yeah. And so, like, it was like we all had to, like, come around to what we were dealing with. Right. It wasn't just hitting jumpers and it was smooth <laughs> and it was like, wow, he keeps hitting these jumpers. It was like we keep stopping to watch him miss free throws. Yep. It was so weird. 
Dude was the man. Shaq was the man, just unstoppable, of course, with great footwork too. Like he wasn't just a powerful idiot. No, that's what made him so great. He yeah, was he a powerful was like, idiot with great footwork. Spin moves and jump hooks. And I, I'm thinking about the time where he and Charles Barkley got into it. Mm-hmm. And playing this height game, it's starting to actually tear out these basketball players as to like what was going on and who these players actually were. Yeah. And when now when I think about seven foot one Shaq, I always thought it was like a pretty good battle. Like, oh, two beasts. No. Seven foot one Shaq throwing a haymaker <laughs> at six foot four in reality, Charles Barkley. That's wild. That's almost illegal. That is like, that is pretty illegal. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Okay, Shaq at 7-1. Who's 7-2? Who's 7-2? Who is 7-2? Not enough players, Amir. Yeah, it's kind of a weird height. You never hear about 7-2. 7-2 is so dry that the number three player I am not even impressed with. I always thought he wanted to be an improviser. I never thought he, I thought he wanted to work in comedy. I never thought he wanted to play in the NBA. Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert. At three. Yeah. He is not on anyone's list of greatest anythings in the NBA for the most part. Seven foot two. Seven foot two. I mean, he is bigger than I thought. Yeah. He had a great like season or two where he was uh, kind of like changing rules for the NBA with like verticality. He was like taking over and dominating playoff series. How? He would jump straight up and... He took up too much space. He he sort of popularized this defensive move where if, as long as you're jumping straight up, by the time the defender hits you, it's not a foul on you. Huh. So there was this verticality rule that he either created or took advantage of where if you run to the spot on the court and jump straight up, you're not going to get a foul called on you. Kind of like taking a charge in midair. Huh. And that... I thought that's why coaches always say don't uh, don't leave your feet because once you leave your feet you've like already committed and you're vulnerable. Right, but these are player. This he when he left his feet the, the opponent was about yet? yeah the play hadn't happened yet. So he just like is operating in midair and if you bump into me while I'm in midair that's verticality. That's not a foul. That's interesting because he's seven foot two, so you didn't think that he'd be in the air for that long. Yeah, but but yeah, he is. He get he got it done. And he's the bronze uh, bronze medalist for seven foot two. Moving right along, yeah. another Georgetown uh, center. From the long list of Georgetown centers? Dikembe. That's right. Great. Finger wag. Yep. We all know Dikembe Mutombo. So he, many iconic moments for Dikembe. Uh, I mean, who can forget his time on the Knicks? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, evidently. On the goddamn <laughs> Knicks, man. Um, but the number one player is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. If you put a picture of him next to Wilt Chamberlain, four times out of ten, I'd get them wrong. Yep. I'd probably just switch the two. <laughs> uh-huh. He was balder. He had goggles. He had goggles. Taller, longer. Scored more points than anybody in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Played for longer than anybody in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Just unguardable with his sky hook. He's seven foot two. He's seven foot two. A full foot taller than Tony Parker. He played in like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. 80s. He and like today? played until 1988. Right. Those like players that like you think are 75 years old that like played in like 89. Those yeah. always catch me. It's like, yeah. who was on the books? <laughs> like, Dr. J played when? Yeah, I think I, I think I read that, like, Kareem, or, it was some stat like this where it's like, he played with John Havlicek and also Shaq or something like exactly, that. Exactly. One of those type things. Yeah. yeah rookie year and retirement. Year. Yeah. Or Robert Parrish was like, played in the 60s with Havlicek and Ooh. then also with Kobe in 1996. Right, or something right, like right, that. right. Yeah. His later years were sad. That was an old dog. Uh, seven foot three, we start to get into the anomalies on the other end. This yeah. is the, the five foot freaks. seven. We're getting to the circus freaks again. <laughs> yeah. But there are, there are still a couple of skilled players at seven foot three, starting with Porzingis. Yeah. Porzingis is 7'3". Now, this is wild, right? Because he is now the Dirk prototype, but 7'3". We're stretching these players past where they should be, anatomically speaking. Five years from now, are there 
three players in the league that are seven three that can do close to what Porzingis can do? Ten years from now, is there a seven foot six like yeah. Dirk Nowitzki? Is there an eight foot Michael Dirk. Jordan? Like we're getting longer right. and leaner and meaner and stronger. Mm-hmm. It's getting scary. I remember when Shaq came into the league and every team needed to have some sort of Shaq like adjacent. Yeah, player. like we just needed like Michael Olawakan. That's right. Or like or big fat guys. There was a Priest Lauderdale in there who's just like this. <laughs> we need a guy who's so big that Shaq can't bowl him over. Exactly. So it just changed what the players needed to look like. I wonder if there's more. This this guy actually might have been brought in uh, to help guard Shaq. It's seven foot three goat Arvidas Sabonis. Arvidas. Yep. He was known for the ba- uh, behind the back pass. Yes. So the big thing about Arvidas is that his prime was out of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So he dominated what in... What country? He, he was from Lithuania, played for Real Madrid, which I think was the team that Luka Doncic played for, gotcha. like the second best league in the NBA. Okay. And then he just delayed coming to Portland mm-hmm. until injuries started to slow him down. He still played great. Right. Still like average 20 and 10 in the Seven playoffs. 7-3, huh? 7-3. He was... He was one of the few players in the NBA that was actually bigger than Shaq. Yeah, that's like, a good. That's a fun size. It's like when Yao Ming came in, mm-hmm. and now it's like this guy is a little bit bigger, a little bit taller, not as strong or powerful. Or but now we can at least start looking down on Shaq. Yeah, for let's... the longest time he was the schoolyard bully, we and he was no a... answer. That's right, and he wasn't a complete offensive liability because he was draining threes. Right, seven like, foot three. It's like war when it's like. You lose a war and you're like, how did we lose? What do we need? And then yeah. you go back and you start building bigger tanks and better <laughs> tanks. You're like, next war, we're going to show them our new thing. Holy shit. Arvidas. Seven foot four. Seven foot four. Okay. Starting to reach. We're mm-hmm. starting to reach. I'll put out two names that you might know. One is Ralph Sampson. Love Ralph Sampson. Do you really love Ralph Sampson? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I know Ralph Sampson. Okay, got it. He was part of the Twin Towers with Akeem Olajuwon. Okay. The reason I know him so well is because he had this famous redirect tip shot at the buzzer against the Lakers in 1984, I want to say. Okay. Uh, Knocked him out. He played in the finals, lost to Boston. Huge. Seven foot four. Seven four. Ralph Sampson out of University of Virginia. Wow. You really know Ralph Sampson. Mm -hmm. You also know this guy, Rick Smits. Love the dunking Dutchman. Tell me about the Dunkin' Dutchman. How do you know these things? You didn't know the Dunkin' Dunk, the Dunkin' Dutchman? I never got past the R-I-K in Rick. It's yeah. kind of like Dak uh, <laughs> on the Cowboys. It's like, wait a minute, we're missing a letter somewhere. Well, he's, he's from Rick. the Amst. He's from Amsterdam, sure. so they spelled things a little bit differently you're over there. you saying Akeem added an H? Uh, I think he played his entire career for the Pacers. I believe you're right. Uh, he had a great mullet, then he shaved his head and went completely bald. He had real... Oh, that's right. That was kind of a tough transition. Yeah, he was the... He was he probably wouldn't survive much in today's NBA because he was like the classic towering, lumbering. Yeah. Post me up. Kind of Give me that pump fake. Give me the floater. Yeah. He was a real player though. There was like seasons where he was averaging 14 to 17 points. Like he wasn't just like a 10 minutes just trying to get a couple offensive rebounds for us type guy. He had a great 11 year career with the Pacers all the way through. Yeah. Center all the way through. Yeah. 88 to 2000. Averaged 15 a game uh, for his entire career. At 7-4. At 7-4. So many flights. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So many flights. So much travel. It didn't look like he got injured too much either. That's what I'm saying. I'm really impressed with these dudes. Good work, Rick Smits. But the one I want to talk about real briefly, Amir, because this is a peek behind the curtain. Okay. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. Why is Mark Eaton interesting to us on this day? Oh, right now? Yes, right now. Okay. Um... I'm putting you on the spot. I don't when know if we you were, want to go into it. No, let's get into it. When we came up with this list, we were texting each other just because these names are so great. Of course. Oh, I love thinking about 
Terrell Brandon and Rick Smiths and Mark sure. Eaton. Of course. Uh, and I'm like, I feel like we can contact some of these people. Like, right. I got BJ Armstrong on a phone call once. Like, we can get fucking Mark Eaton. Solid brag. Let's talk. Let's talk to Mark fucking Eaton. Eaton is attainable. That's what we both realized, uh, assumed on the pod. So I, I look up Wikipedia. One, he averaged five and a half blocks a game. That's very impressive. And two, he runs his own consulting, motivational speaking. Right. He's part of a business right now. His brand is 7foot4.com. That's right. 7ft4.com. So there's a plug. That's there right. There was a plug that we offered to Mark Eaton. How and we're giving did, it out for free. How you offer something to Mark Eaton up here? Uh, there was an email. Contact us. Okay. Okay, I'll contact Mark Eaton. Sure. Sure, I'll write him an email. Hey, my name is Amir Blumenfeld. I wrote to Mark Eaton. We yeah. care at 7foot4.com. Which made me laugh that I, it's 7foot4.com. I am the host of A Buckets, a popular NBA podcast. Okay, say that again, Amir, because that's where my heart skipped one beat. I am the host of A Buckets, a, <laughs> a popular NBA podcast. I've known you for a while now, and you're not one to leave a typo in an email. I was so excited to email Mark Eaton, I didn't even notice that straight A. And what time was this email coming out at? This was 11.50 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Whenever it's checking. That's right. I also called it a popular NBA podcast. I'm just throwing out buzzwords just to get Mark Eaton's uh, interest peak. Of course. But the popular is one level of embarrassing. The typo is a complete other. Oh, yeah. He's shutting the laptop when he reads the typo. Did he get Uh, back to you? He did not get back to us, but there's a chance that nobody's reading this email uh, on a daily basis. Can't trust the contact. I'm going to keep this line open, and if we ever get Mark Eaton back, we can give him a full episode. Okay, maybe Mark Eaton's nephew listens to this. Uh, (laughs) Maybe there's a family member out there, a friend of a friend. Can we Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation to try and get Mark Eaton on the pod? Kevin Eaton? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, six degrees of Kevin Eaton. Kevin... Kevin's eaten bacon. Okay. But Mark Eaton was not just a freak. He was uh, he was a great center. Who, yes. I, once again, I'll repeat, averaged over five blocks a game. Averaged over five blocks a game for an entire season. Is it disappointing if you're seven foot four to not average three blocks? Three, At that point, yeah. I mean, like, are you not doing your job <laughs> if you're not blocking three people a game? Three is solid. Five is exceptional. Five is exceptional. Uh, speaking of five, let's get to seven foot five. Ugly number now, man. Yeah, there's there's no win place show. There's no bronze, silver, gold. Wait, is this who I think it is? It is. Is this the player that we stumbled, you stumbled upon and sold me ever so much on? That's right. At seven foot five was a player whose name I had heard before, but I didn't quite know too much about. We are talking about Chuck Nevitt. Chuck Nevitt. Chuck Nevitt is a classic guy. He is the Forrest Gump of the NBA. He was drafted in 1982 by the Rockets. Mm -hmm. He played in the 80s uh, with the Lakers, the Pistons, the Rockets again. He played in the Bulls in the 90s. 7-5. You'd think that at some point that novel height would just make it to pop culture. We'd hear about him in some capacity. That's right. And I think... I think if you were around during that time, you heard about him because he was like a fan favorite. Right. But he he was he was not only lumbering, he was skinny, he had a mustache. Yeah. He was kind, he kind of, of pale. Right. <laughs> and he, he wasn't pl- the full-bodied 7'5 that you're imagining. No. And, right. And you can look up YouTube clips of, of Chuck Nevitt, and it's kind of fun to watch like him go up against... Uh, Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson or when he walk, and when he checked into the game the crowd would go crazy there's sure. that guy he's kind of like the Boban Marjanovic is he getting like 10 minutes a game or is he getting like 19 minutes less a game? okay got At, it he, the, his body his body wouldn't uh, hold up Wikipedia says he appeared in 155 games and played a total of 800 minutes that's five minutes a game five minutes a game so he he, <laughs> it, it, he said it Why equals keep him <laughs> I think 
like one of the clips said, there was this announcer. He's like, you know, if you got to keep a 12th player on the team, why not keep Chuck Nevitt? Because players love the him. Body. <laughs> like this guy is getting crammed into planes every other day to fly cross country. Dude, seven five. If you want a novelty player, get like I don't know Siamese twins as your 12th man. Like get and, something and, novel every time. And God bless him. He's still alive and he's doing IT in North Carolina. That's I hope he's r- safe right now. That's right. Check out his LinkedIn page, folks. Chuck Nevitt. That's seven five. The only seven five player of all time. Is that's that what right. we're, Is that it? Uh, that I don't. Seven, there might there might have been some others uh, that I'm leaving out. But, but he excited us the most. He excited us. Learn the most. about Chuck Nevitt. Chuck Nevitt. Seven six. Yep. Two goons, one skinny, one great. Skinny, Sean Bradley. Love Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley, he was one of the players that kind of felt, and I, this is going to come off as disrespectful, I don't mean it to, freaky. Yeah. Like, really at this point, like, wow. his, his arms and legs were, like, flowing, kind of like Slender Man. Like, that's it was, right. like, really getting to a point of, like, that's not the regular human <laughs> body anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was, not only was he tall, he had red hair. And he right. was pale. Right. So it was and like it looked this, like it hurt when he talked. Yeah. And just seeing a big guy in a small jersey like that was so interesting. Yeah. It like didn't... Brigham Young, mm-hmm. tight shorts, tight jersey, number seven, number 76, which was great. He showed you his sense of humor. He's burdened by his height, right? Like at seven six, you are burdened by your height. We all know about Sean Bradley. How did he play? Did you like look up any stats? Didn't look up any stats for any of these guys. This is pure gut. You got anything for me? <laughs> uh, There's a me... great 30 for 30 while you're looking this up. I can vamp. Yeah. On Sean Bradley ever since. Yeah. Turns out he like runs like some sort of like youth ministry, if not a ministry, some sort of youth camp where he's doing really good things for people. And, yeah. And we're rooting for Sean Bradley. He's like turned into this like smart, interesting, good guy. Yeah. They said uh, at the end of it, the coda was, tell us one thing about being 7'6 that you would never know, that someone who's not 7'6 would never know. And he says that he sees the top of everyone's refrigerators and they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm rooting for Sean Bradley moving on. Uh, Sean Bradley's best year, 1996-97 with the Dallas Mavericks. If I recall, not a great team, but he averaged 14 and 9. Nine? Great numbers. In how many minutes? Uh, 14 and 9 with an average minutes of 28 played a game. Wow. That's pretty good. That's really impressive. Good work, Sean Bradley, 7'6". Um, so he, it looked like basketball was painful for him. Yeah. However, this other basketball player, it was not. He was the man, Yao Ming. Yao Ming was 7'6". Uh-oh. I mean, I, I, I'm giving it to you because I didn't see him on my list at 7'5". Okay. He was, was he a game changer for his skill or his size? Or uh, both. Okay. So I, he was as skilled yeah. as he was tall. Because up until then, seven foot six players like Chuck Nevitt could get up and down the court, but not do much else. Full stop, right. Yao Ming was, he had touch. Yes. He was dunking easily because he was tall, but he can also hit like a turnaround 15 footer. And he was beloved. He was beloved from the minute he walked into the NBA. Yeah, he had a billion people rooting for him in China and right. then came to Houston and it just was, I mean, he was Yao Ming. He was a global phenomenon. Right. Remember that first game against Shaq? Mm-hmm. It was just like, so like, holy shit, we found someone. We went to China to get him, but I think we found someone who's as skilled yep. and bigger than Shaq. Yep. And it seemed like he had Shaq's approval. Yeah. Like over time, it seemed like Shaq, which is like a big thing in the culture of the NBA. Like if certain players hate you, your life isn't going to be that fun. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like Shaq could either be like, I hate this new guy yeah. or I'm actually charmed by this new guy. And Shaq was like, I'm charmed by him. That's and was right. Like, this is good for the league. Yao Ming was a bucket, bringing it back to the name of this podcast. He could score and he could defend and he could he could pretty much do anything you needed him to do. He was kind of derailed by injuries, but mm-hmm. in 2006... He averaged 25 points a game. Damn. That's like 
That's MVP numbers for sure. Yeah, he was a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven-time All Star. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He averaged twenty-five and ten. Rock solid. Three years now, in a three-year stretch from two thousand five to two thousand eight, he was twenty-four and ten. He like, had that type of body where you could just turn around and place it in the basket. Yeah, and but place he, it in the basket. But unlike Shaq, he shot eighty-five percent from the free throw. Wow! So like he was a great shooter. He That's had right. Fundamental. Super skilled and super tall, and uh, like had wit. Like, yeah. in interviews, he could, like, turn a phrase or tell a joke, and it was like, hey, this guy's great at everything. Right. Right. The problem still is... seems healthy. Yeah. Well, the problem was he, like, started hurting his feet when you're seven foot six. This is always the story. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not good on the body. Yeah. But, but he looks good. He looks healthy. Probably the best, like, seven foot four and above guy. Of all time. Yeah, of all time. But if uh, Mark Eaton comes on, we will tell him otherwise. Oh, absolutely. Is, I will lie to Eaton's face. <laughs> or over the phone. <laughs> I will just lie to him if he gets back to me at 7foot4.com. Uh, that brings us to the last height. Okay. There's nobody taller uh, than 7'7", Minute Bowl. I mean, the end of the spectrum. Yeah, just, he was, it was perfect for what he was. He was like a great character in the story of the NBA. You told me an interesting fact about Minute Bowl's uh, shooting. From yeah. one team to the other. Right. Oh, so for his first three years, he was drafted by the Washington Bullets in 1985. Okay. Uh, in, in walks this Sudanese uh, seven foot seven inch warrior. Mm-hmm. He plays for the Bullets. He just dominates in the paint averages, again, five blocks as a rookie. Yep. Uh, but doesn't really shoot much from beyond the arc. Of he, course. He's he shoots, seven foot seven. Yeah. He shoots one three a year, I guess, out of desperation That's for right, the first three years. Uh, gets to, gets to the Warriors in 1988. Don Nelson, ahead of his time, says, "You know what, big man? Park your ass behind the line. Fire that fucking rock." He went from nine, uh, one three point attempt a year for three years to 91. Why? 91. <laughs> Why? I don't know because he only made 20. Why? <laughs> I think out so of novelty. He Twenty-two percent. Yes, I guess. But he also played a lot of games. Like in his first five years, he uh, played at least seventy-five games a season. So you have a seven-foot-seven player in Golden State shooting twenty-two percent from the line, that, from three, from three-point line, chucking Why? ninety-one a season Why? because it was just awesome to see. Sure, okay. Just basketball is also entertainment. It's that's not just right. Athletics and everything about him was like just to see a photo of Manute Bowl and yeah. the name Manute Bowl is no great. bone, no, I mean, no uh, muscle on his bones. Like he was rail a skeleton. Thin. There's that famous photo of him swimming where he looks even longer. Sure, there was the time where he played hockey for whatever reason. Uh, he would like signed a minor league hockey contract. See, now this is starting to feel like a little like exploitation. That's right. It's but, like there was a show on Fox called Celebrity Boxing. I talk to you about it all the time. He fought Refrigerator Perry. Oh yeah, and like that's just like the most like we're just going to take these two novelty things and watch them whack each other. <laughs> so we're putting them on ice skates. Come on. Uh, unfortunately, Bull, uh, Manute Bull died. But yes. fortunately for us, yes. he has a son yes. who's playing really, really well uh, in college. And you uh, thought Waif- uh, Von Wafer was a good name, <laughs> folks. Bull Manute Bull is Say it his again? name. Bull Manute. Bull Bull. Bull Manute Bull. Love it. Uh I think he plays for Oregon now. Yes, I believe you're right. Bull Bull is his name. Yeah. Um, great name. Uh, not as tall as his dad, but 
uh, more of a skilled basketball player. It seems more. So it's Muggsy to Manute. That's right. From that, Muggsy. That's the road we just traveled. <laughs> and again, they played on the same team. Which just ties the whole thing together. Bol- I hear a mist. Can I just say one? Oh, you're going to talk to us about Bol Bol? Bol Bol, <laughs> Bol, Bol is seven foot two uh, and is a, a center for the Oregon Ducks. He's going to be Chris Tapps. Uh, He'll probably be Chris Tapps. That'd be great. Okay. What were you saying? I was just going to say that uh, there was one player drafted <gasps> who I don't know if he had any games under his belt. One player drafted <laughs> who is taller than Manute Bol. Really? <clears throat> that's right. Who? Um, I believe it was by the Golden State Warriors. Okay. They made some questionable decisions, clearly, making Manute shoot threes. His name was Yasutaka Okayama. He was seven foot eight inches tall. <laughs> but seven he, foot eight. And he didn't play? I don't think he had any games. He was uh, a late third round draft pick, purely like, a, let's see if this kid will work out. He didn't. But if you want to go on Google Image Search and type in, one more time for the kids in the back, yep. Yasutaka Okayama. Yep. Yasutaka Okayama, seven foot eight. Could have been bull. <laughs> could have been bull. Didn't pull it off. Didn't pull off a full bull. He could have been the one fighting Refrigerator Perry on Fox. What do you think is more likely next? Five foot two or seven foot eight? In terms of what? The, the player we see? Yeah, like let's if we expand the spectrum okay. just an inch, okay. what's more likely? Seven eight. Yeah. Seven eight. A- and I think it's because of global. I think there's going to be players coming from around the world yeah. that we just don't know. And then suddenly, like, one day we get a tweet. And it's like, this guy's, like, dr- going to be the third draft pick. You're like, who the hell? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a, there's a Twitter video or Instagram video or some sort of video running mm-hmm. around where it's like, this teenager in Turkey is seven foot nine. Right. And look at him play basketball. And you're like, is this real? Right. And then, like, it just keeps staying real until yeah. he's in the NBA. That's right. Five two. It's going to take, like... How tall is IT? Uh, oh, 5'9". Five 5'9". Nine. Five nine. Yeah. So, I mean, seven <laughs> inches shorter than him. It's like, I don't know what you're going to be able to contribute practically. At a certain point, there's got to be an advantage to being that small, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> what would it be? Uh, if you're microscopic and you can still sure. shoot a basketball, you can stand underneath uh, a player's dribble and he can't see you and you can steal the ball. Microscopic's a whole nother story. Yeah. Okay, got it. I thought yeah. we were talking 5'2". <laughs> we uh, should be talking 5'2". But yeah, seven eight. I imagine in a couple of years, they'll be like two or three. Yeah, and then eventually they'll get better where like the seven foot seven people will look like Dirk or play like Porzingis. This is what I'm saying. I think that once we start getting to where all the point guards are the Ben Simmons height. That's right. 6'10". That's right. That's when we'll be looking at it and be like, this has changed. Yep. This is totally... Like even when we were doing research on the different heights in the NBA, yeah. it was interesting to see how the league has gotten so much taller. And the way to track that was that like in 88, there was... 46 foot two guys. Right. And then in 2008, there was like 75, you know, and like everyone just like, everyone just kept getting taller and taller. And then there was no one who's 5'10 anymore. That yeah. was like totally unnecessary. Seven feet used to be like, holy shit, this guy's a freak. And now Kevin Durant's seven, seven feet. And exactly. he can play like Larry Bird. Which is why Dirk needed to be my number one seven footer. It's like, <laughs> wait, you are seven foot? The league is changing fast. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and doing the research necessary to analyze and rank every player from every height, uh, let us know what you think. If you agree, you disagree, who did we leave off? Right. Who was your biggest snub at every inch? Good call. I don't think we mentioned Larry Bird. At all? Yeah. He just wasn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't good enough at the game of basketball. And he was five foot eight. He tried. I know. Go figure. Yeah, but I... Chris Carson or whoever the hell I put it in that one. Christopher Chris. Yeah. Well, let's just hear his name one more time so that maybe someone could teach us. The greatest five eight basketball player, according to me, Charlie Chris. <laughs> 
<laughs> you think you know every basketball player, and then a website says, hey, use Charlie Chris at 5 eight. Any relation to Marcus Chris? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Very close. Uh, Very close cousins. What do, you, what do you have to plug? What can you tell us about? Where can people find more Billy? Okay, got it. Uh, Twitter, at Billy Scafuri. Listen to the No Joke podcast. We have an episode with you, a couple yep. episodes with you. We yep. have one with uh, Ben Schwartz about right. basketball from a long time ago. I mean, if you like us talking about basketball, you're going to like... Ben and Billy and Adam yeah. talking about basketball. Well-tread territory. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can uh, you can listen to No Joke on HeadGum. And, oh, we also have a new Patreon coming out. <gasps> check that out. Wow. It's called Q&A with B&A. Perfect title. Be, you get it? Perfect title. And you get it, right? Yeah. It's just going to be a Q&A with B&A. And how tall are you? I am 6'1". Thank you for being the greatest HeadGum podcaster at 6'1". Nice, Amir. <laughs> we'll see you next week or sometime in the future. See you soon. That was a HeadGum podcast.